from the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast. It's week of Friday, March 30th, 2018, and it's The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and this week's show is brought to you by Bright Peak, our partner in bringing you the new love and money section at relevantmagazine.com. We're teaming up with Bright Peak throughout 2018 to bring you articles, videos, a new podcast, and a lot more, all with the intention of helping you build a better relationship with money while also strengthening your relationship with your significant other. You're probably not surprised to hear that a quarter of millennials say anxiety related to financial stress has made them physically sick or that two thirds of college graduate millennials carry more than $27,000 in student loan debt. Brightpeak is passionate about helping couples reach their financial goals and pay down debt together. If you're looking to lower your balance but don't have the time or bandwidth to earn extra income, you should check out the Hack Your Debt Challenge, which is a five day email challenge that helps you find extra money to put towards your debt. You can sign up for the challenge at brightpeak.com slash hack your debt. They are an awesome organization. Well, like I said, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studio this week, our managing editor, Andre Henry. Yo. Welcome back, man. Thank you. Uh, over there on the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, my brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And uh, I think coming to us live from Salt Lake, a hotel room in Salt Lake City uh, (laughs) this week, author, speaker, podcaster, the newest cast member, Annie F. Downs. Good morning, gents. Glad to be here. Real quick, guys. I want to go back and say one quick thing about the Love & Money podcast. I'm like really excited about it. It's been totally fun to be a part of. Chandler, you've been a part of every episode, too. I know obviously Cameron and Andre, you guys have listened to, but like kind of all the production and Chandler. Isn't it a fun show? Dude, it's super fun. Like the, the court segment is so good. Yeah. Yeah, we have so so. I, I not to overly tease, but I, because we played a segment on, on the podcast, right. uh, uh, but it wasn't the couples court where we have real couples come in with a real problem. Yeah, like it gets we, super we, awkward sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's what I like. Chandler was on there one time where I was telling, I'm trying to remember who the guest was, but I was like goading the guest before the, the like the the couple was out in the lobby, out in the studio, and I was like, hey, listen, th- this ha- issue is actually kind of tense. Like they're trying to figure out whether they like break their lease and move into this house. Okay. I, Jerry Jerry Springer Jerry Springer would like that's basically go with them back, backstage like amp them up like right. and then that's when they run, run out, out there and just punch them. Yeah, yeah. Chandler, wasn't I trying to do that one episode? And like I feel like Deb, that that's the one where she she wasn't you know pleased with my methods. But there's high drama in this podcast. There's high drama. There's tension. There's awkward. It's it's fantastic. This week's episode in particular is probably the most awkward. Uh, oh yet. no! It's, yeah, it's See, really that is intense. Awkward moments is Jesse's love but language. The funny thing is, yeah. this is the one that, that Jesse wasn't present for because we uh, recorded yeah, a little yeah, late. Yeah, this one was recorded at a time where I I couldn't be there, and so I'm I, I'm I'm really upset that I couldn't be there for the most awkward. <laughs> no, I'm ex- we're recording one later this afternoon, and I know the situation and uh, that the couple's in, and I'm. <laughs> there's a mother-in-law involved oh, and man. there's a dog oh, involved. Oh, no. All of which oh, I feel gosh. like are very volatile. And this one... <laughs> Why is the a dog volatile? Did, is somebody hurting it? 
Like what's? Well, I just feel like listen. Anything with a mother-in-law and a dog, emotions run hot. And I, the guest that we have, Annie. You might do you know Jamie Ivy at all? Oh my gosh! Of course, yes, I love her. I she I almost feel bad that we're going to throw her into this situation. She seems like such a nice person. She's got a, you know, popular podcast. She's got a, you know, a great book out right now. She's yeah. on this, you know, speaking tour and we're throwing her right in the middle of a situation with a young couple, a dog which they love and a mother-in-law who has moved into the house. Oh no. I, it's a perfect storm, Chandler. Oh, oh you didn't you know. say that part. Jesse, I have a question. When you are goading these people who are in the yes. studio, you aren't in Orlando, are you? Is your little robot self walking up to them and trash talking? No, I have. I basically, I'm in. I, I'm. I have what I call a goading command center. Where I, on my screen. Yeah. Did you remember the last scene in like the Matrix Two where yeah. they meet the architect and he's like this guy in this like spinning chair and he's yeah. got like 15 TVs in front of him. Yeah. And he's yes. like watching all the drama and the Matrix orchestrating stuff. That's me. I have. I have the couple on a screen. Yeah. I have the guest. I have Chandler. I have you know I have Dick. And I'm just sitting there like like dr claw in inspector gadget you know in my chair With just kind of laughing stroking my evil cat as i as i'm like hey That's hey right. husband tell him what that message that you sent me about your wife and his and her mom tell, tell me about that and i just laugh maniacally as, as i watch things unfold i'm like a like a like a evil marionette just pulling the strings of marital drama on this show wow. behind the scenes so uh that's what you're in for download the podcast a lot of fun there's my well, pitch. We have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talk to, I don't know, you might have heard of him, John Legend. John Legend Who? joins us. Who? <laughs> <laughs> this weekend, he is um, starring in the NBC live musical Jesus Christ Superstar. He plays a bit character known as Jesus Christ. Oh. Yeah, maybe you heard of him too. I feel like <laughs> I, John, John Legend is arguably in one of the most famous pop singers in the world right now. Yeah. You know, I mean, the guy's got like 40 million Twitter followers. Well, he's prolific wow. on Twitter. Uh, if you've seen the current issue of Relevant, which is our 15 year anniversary issue, uh, you might recognize the face on the cover. Uh, John Legend is the cover story. What you mm -hmm. will hear today is part of that conversation, but a little bit of extra that you didn't get in the print edition. So um, also coming up, we have... A special, I mean, this is Easter weekend right mm -hmm. now, uh, it's, which is a very, if you don't know, it's a very important weekend for the Christian faith. <laughs> uh, just a lot of stuff yeah. happens this in weekend. In case you didn't know. Yeah, in case you yeah, missed in it. In case you missed it. <laughs> yeah. It's a big weekend in Christian. And can I, can I say that the, the, what we're doing to celebrate Easter on the podcast is the most irreverent and unrelated thing possible. That's a stretch, <laughs> but it's so funny. It's from the Feels evil right. mind of our own Tyler Daswick. And, and there is an Easter egg hunt involved. We in have it, a, so. yeah, we have a, the IMDB Easter egg egg hunt game coming up as yes. our second segment. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, but before we uh, move the show forward, Jesse, I have to tell you that yeah. I, I, I'm the one who kind of keeps an eye on the Realm Podcast Twitter feed. And mm -hmm. it has been very annoying this week with yes. everybody talking about your college stories. Man, yeah. you say annoying and I say all my dreams are coming true. I, I, I mean, it's annoying because it's like there are other things that happened on the show, but all anybody's talking about is nope. Jesse's story from last week of when he fell out of a bunk bed during Speaking the college week. Speaking of an week. Easter egg hunt, yeah. this is it. And, uh, well, also, can I just say a couple people in Tulsa hit me up and said, hey, Biker Fox is still around. I just saw him last week. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Biker Fox 
somebody, somebody on the Relevant Podcast uh, Twitter feed posted a picture of, of Biker Fox, so everybody has context, and said, I just saw him last weekend at 91st and Memorial out oh, in traffic what? doing his tricks at the red lights. Wow. That's, yeah. so that is still a long out there time to be a Biker Fox. I, yeah. <laughs> 20 years. I mean, he's been doing this yeah. 20 years. Yeah, And he was doing it long before I encountered him. So, I mean, who knows how long. And I should say this. I had forgotten one element of the Biker Fox legend. Um, for some reason, he went through a stint uh, when he had his website that I was referring to. Um, and for people who didn't listen, he is a um, a sort of a weird celebrity-ish figure in Tulsa, Oklahoma, <laughs> who has a reputation for driving out in the middle of traffic doing a very lame mountain bike trek. Um, but I forgot one element of the story that's really important that people should know before they go too far down this rabbit hole. For some reason, Biker Fox, when he launched his website in the early 2000s, um, which, like I said, at the time, that was a kind of a weird thing to do for just like a like a random person to have like a very intricate website. It's still he pretty weird, to, Jesse. Uh, <laughs> he yeah. went to, I don't know. I've been to uh, nefdowns.com. Oh, settle. Settle down. (laughs) Biker Fox went to like a glamour shot in the mall. And he took. No, this is real. Okay. So so I'm I'm, I'm warning you because my fear is this. People are going to be super pumped to like find out about this guy and they're going to start Googling and they'll be like, oh boy. He went to a. uh, a, a, a glamour shots like in like a mall glamour shots and did dozen and this is not an exaggeration dozens and dozens of photo shoots <laughs> some of which none of them are are more than PG right. but he is he some of them are very suggestive no. he's wearing oh, Jesse, I just looked him up and suggestive. I am dying <laughs> so so some of them are like him in a tuxedo with a rose or something you know what I mean so, some of them no. like it's not suggestive at all but a lot of them he's wearing wearing his biker uniform, which is very tight spandex. And he's like, like I said, it's not more than PG. Like if the MPAA was rating it for sure, but, but it's like, you know, he probably shouldn't be leaning over like that. That's what I'm saying. So just be cautious if you get on the biker fox rabbit hole that you're going to see some suggestive. Jesse, did shots you know there's there. a documentary about him? Yeah, I was about to say. I did. There's a I film. Oklahoma's misunderstood long. motivational bicyclist. I think you can't call him <laughs> yeah. celebrity-ish anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's right. If a film has been He's made like about a cult you. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse, that's not the number one thing people are talking about from last week. To no, be no, fair. no, no, no. Uh, uh, so the, Jesse told the story, which he's told three or four times over the course of the last 13 years on the show um, about how he visited a friend for a college weekend at a Bible college. And, you know, I, I, I'm not going to give everything away, but yeah. an incident happened overnight. And, um, and he oh, told oh, the story. Oh, oh, oh. And it's hilarious. Uh, we're all dying laughing. Every time you hear it, it's funny still. And, uh, and Annie said, I, I, we need to track down this, this, this kid at the dorm that had the encounter with Jesse. We've got to find yeah. who it is. Yeah. And uh, the internet went ablaze trying to track this guy yeah. down. Wow. I, I haven't had this much Twitter activity in a while. I'm not, I, I'm not on there a lot, but people have been, they've been asking me questions and Annie, you, you brought up like an interesting parallel. Like you were talking about these true crime podcast. I think you, I think you mentioned like up and vanish, but anyone who's listening to true yes. podcast knows that even minor details of the incident leads to huge breaks in the case. You know what I mean? Cause someone remembers like, <laughs> 
So, so, someone remembers like the episode of like you know Seinfeld they were watching and they're like they track it back down. Oh, now we have a date. You know, there's those kind of minor details. So I didn't, I hadn't thought about this story. And for people who don't know, they can go back and listen. But I fell on someone off a very high bunk bed, uh, and I may have broken his ribs. I don't know. In the uh, middle of the night, while dead asleep, both oh of them were dead asleep. Yeah, he rolled yeah. out of the bunk bed and landed cheek to cheek, chest to chest, with yeah. the host, stomach to stomach, yeah. stomach yeah, with the host kid in the middle of the night. I, 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 I crawled back in bed and never saw him again after that day. So uh, wow. Annie, Annie decided like it would be <laughs> really funny, funny to find this guy and get his version of the events. The problem is I don't recall his name. But, you know, Cameron brought this up last week and I hadn't thought about these events in, in years. Like since the yeah. last time I told the story, like it just hasn't crossed my mind. I have no reason mm-hmm. to think about it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Annie, I feel like you are kind of like wanting me to come up with more details. And on the yes. spot, I wasn't really thinking about it. But I did when I was like driving around in my car this weekend. You know, when you're driving around, you just have stuff running through your head. That's I decided car time is going to be time where I try to think about that <laughs> and try to remember. <laughs> and Annie, I came up with a couple more details. Oh, wow. Oh. Oh, oh, we are. We're like Kane Lindsay from Up and Vanished. Every time I've heard the story, it's been the same amount of detail. So yeah. like the fact that there's new information is groundbreaking. Mm. This is what having me around does, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was okay. trying to think like what else would help me identify this individual? So one of the details, you know, because like the real important thing is that we, 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 if we find if we have enough details, we can track them back. I actually had someone, a couple people from Rochester hit, uh, contacts on Twitter and a couple former Elam students, one of whom claims to be a student at the school around that time. They yes, hit us up on I Twitter. I thought too. So, uh, so if they're listening, if these are the details I want to provide you with that may help find this guy. Uh, because and a good one- reminder, Jesse, that you remember he has an American flag jacket. Yes, I remember he had an American flag jacket, and that's critical to the an next un, detail. An uncool one. An uncool one. You it said was it was not a little ironic. different. It was an uncool American flag windbreaker. We it was should like be careful how we two, label his jacket, because one of these days he's going to be on the show. Right. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So so here is the other detail that I remember that may help have a break in the case. I remember, so I was supposed to hang out with him, but I had two buddies that were attending that school. It was the whole reason I was there. I had no interest in attending this school. And I remember, okay, this detail isn't super important, but I'll throw it out there. I was thinking, why wasn't I staying in my buddy's room that night? Right. And then I remembered they were on the verge of getting kicked out of this Bible school because <laughs> wow. of an incident involving a car accident, a mooning, and another student in the trunk running away from danger. <laughs> I mean, can y'all even? My two wow. buddies had attended this school, and this is a, a short part of, you know, and when they had gotten there, like, because because they were from out of town. One of them had a car. Not a lot of people <laughs> at the school had a car. Right. And they were, and, and my buddies are my buddies. And they, we, we, we ran into a lot of hijinks, uh, in, 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 in my day, in high school. And so I, they, they, this Bible school was not used to characters like these two. And so everyone wanted to hang out with him one day and, and one of them had a car. So, uh, they, they loaded up the car and they had one ex, they had a guy that wanted to go, but they had no more room. And they said, the only way you can come is if you ride in the trunk and don't say anything. Just don't worry wow. about it. Just get in the trunk. So they're driving <laughs> near the school. And one of, I, for reasons that I still don't know, one of my buddies is driving. The other one is in the passenger seats and he decides to moon people at an intersection. I don't remember why, but he did it. <laughs> 
This led to a car chase, which led to a car accident, which led oh, to the guy in the wow. trunk freaking out, popping the trunk and just running away. <laughs> <laughs> the police, the small oh, town, the police decided that since these are Bible school students, they'll let the school handle it. So they were in a lot of trouble and they were not allowed to have another kid from their hometown come stay with them. That's okay, that makes with sense. This other guy. That's fair. Yeah. That, that yeah. doesn't that doesn't help the case at all. But what but what it you don't does know. You do, don't know. That may help. It may help because people at the school may remember. The guy may come forward. You know, yeah. like, oh, the guy in the trunk. I yeah. bet we can find the guy in the <laughs> yeah, trunk. He probably doesn't. He probably didn't forget that experience. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're saying about the guy who Jesse landed on. There's no way he hasn't told this story a hundred times. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I remembered all those details. So I was like, okay, so that puts me in his room. That's why I was in his room. And that's why <laughs> I blew him off because I wasn't there for him. I remember specifically yeah. that I blew him off to go play basketball with my buddies. Didn't get back to the room till late. Now, here is the detail. Detail. Oh, I get, get back oh. to the room very late. And I promise. Yeah, man, we'll definitely hang out. Totally didn't hang out with him. Got back to the room late. You know, this is we already had the argument about him sleeping on the floor. I get in the top bunk. He's sleeping on the bed. And I remember being very irritated that night because he is one of those guys that likes to sleep with music on. And I hate sleeping with music on. And oh, I learned that this during the Nickelback challenge. And I remember there was, a, there was a it was a CD. It was a CD playing. And I just remember like lying away for a long time. It probably caused me to be restless enough to fall out of the bed, to be honest with you. Was what the was CD, the music? Was the CD on repeat or was he like, uh, I'm going to put it to track 10 and no. then let it play to the end and that's how I it fall asleep. It was on repeat most no. of the time. <laughs> that's not okay. And here, okay, and here I don't... I. I was I was pretty into music at the time, but I don't I I knew I didn't know the artist. Right. I remember the, this is the worst part about it. It was only like four songs on the oh, CD, no. so I was listening oh. to the same four songs for like hours, lying awake. And I remember that like I think I would have known this artist if if it had been someone. Right. I remember the production value was good, not great, which leads me <laughs> to believe it was his own CD player. <laughs> <laughs> Here's, here's the most important oh element. My okay. Not that he's falling asleep to his own CD, which I'm pretty sure it was. Here's why I think it was his own CD. It was Christian music. I swear this one of the songs was all about America. It was a very America themed Christian songs. <laughs> I put the jacket together. I put the Christian song together. So here's what we now know. We have a very patriotic musician who self-financed the four song EP and would sleep to it. Those are clues. People run with them. Okay, Jesse, have you talked to your friends yet that were at school with you? The ones you went to visit? I, I got a text from one of them yesterday. Um, and he said he, 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 he has very few little, he wasn't in the room with me. So he's yeah. trying to put some pieces together. If you guys want, I can try to get these two on the pod. Oh yeah. Uh, um, I will, there, there's John and Joel. Uh, so maybe next week I can organize gosh. them calling 100%. in and we can pick their brain a little. Oh my yes. gosh. I, Jesse's full of these stories. And if anybody who's listening to the podcast and a lot of the people on Twitter this week were saying this, like, this is like the third time I've heard this story. And I, it's funny every time. And all this, every but time. I realized like, I mean, we've been doing this show almost 13 years. I mean, this summer it'll be 13 years. And, and, and over the that time, I mean, we, we had, we had a season where we had a recurring weekly segment called story time with uncle Jesse, really, because he has so I many remember. stories from his exploits at Bible college and stuff. <laughs> Christian college. <laughs> yeah. and, um, and, and we kind of, then the well ran dry and we just kind of moved on. And that's how you do yeah. the show. You just keep things moving. But I just remember every time I come back to it, it's like, there's a whole nother generation of listeners that had never heard it. Right. And well, this stuff's gold. And then we yeah. got to share it. And then I just realized 
Annie hasn't heard most of these stories. Right. So um, for the longtime listeners, I, I, I'm just warning you now that over the coming months, I'm going to probably unprompted, just kind of goad. mind Jesse. Yeah. Go Jesse into telling some of uh, those historically funny stories. We've got, we've got the, the bird, the bird, the uh, bird smoothie. smoothie. Yeah, I, yeah. We've got the, the copier <laughs> at college. Oh boy. Oh yeah. The copy machine. <laughs> Wait, save them. Don't do them all this week. Save them. I, I, I feel like I could be like, camera one day, if I get like, into like dire strains, I'm going to do like uh, uh Kramer did and sell my stories to like a Jay Peterman type of fellow. <laughs> and then at parties, I just have nothing to talk about, <laughs> but I feel like, you know, um, but I do feel like, and Annie, I, I know you're very busy, so I don't want to put this on, on you totally, but you know, we've done these outlaw hero segments before, uh, where we kind of, we go a deep dive investigation. Chandler's done a great job producing them. If we want to do a little true crime segment and try to get to the bottom of this thing, and yes. me and you offline, we can get my buddies on and we can see we can see how far down this rabbit, this sick rabbit oh. hole we can go. I just want this I guy to be great. like a really famous congressman right now or something like that. <laughs> or like or a, yeah. a pastor. Right. It wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if he's a pastor. Um, hey, you guys, listen, I came here today with a real question. Is this an appropriate time for y'all to Please. give me some advice? Yes. Okay. So, it, and I needed all male advice because this is dude advice. This is a situation I have not gotten myself into that I've been gotten into is this, about, is this about boys it, yeah well no it's not dating advice though i will happily come to you when i feel like i need to no, help don't, don't come to me i'm terrible at it yeah but. <laughs> i'll come to the group yeah but no yes this is about boys listen at march 1st i got an email all about the u.s world cup the u.s not making it in the world cup from a friend of mine one of my guy friends right mm-hmm. and in the email it's 20 dudes and me and most of them, you can see their names. Mine, you cannot see my name. It's just my email address that has initials in it. It, it does not have my full name. It's not my work email. So they email. think they think when they hit reply all, they're all talking to the guys. Mm-hmm. They don't yeah, know there's a girl this, listening. This is in. locker room talk. Is what we're talking. That about. is exactly <laughs> what is happening <laughs> to me. Before I, there are over eighty <laughs> emails, and I've just sat quietly and I just uh-huh. read them all. Now none of them are inappropriate, but am I experiencing locker room talk right now? I think that's what's happening. I think this was happening after the, after the whole national discourse about locker room talk during the election. (laughs) I was like, I, I don't have any familiarity yeah. with that being locker room yeah, talk, like, right? I've never but, spoken like hold that. On, yeah. but listen, I got to tell you, I joined a new gym here downtown, which yeah. is a bunch of businessmen. Uh, you know, it's like they, you know, guys. Yeah. Come and I'm telling you, I'm in that. I'm, I'm just getting ready before work or whatever. And those, those, Locker room Skeezy talk is a real thing. old men yeah. talk like that. Yeah. Like you know, it, it really? is the most offensive, disgusting, oh, misogynistic stuff I've ever heard. And it's like they're three rows over and I can't really, I don't know who it is or whatever, but you just hear it. Yeah. And I'm like, I Trump one lying that actually yeah. like guys talk like that apparently. So I am glad, Annie, that oh, you yeah, are that's not, not my experience. Okay, good. No, I'm just asking y'all if I have to confess or can I just keep the soccer? No, I mean, it's like, amazing soccer to... talk. I'm having a great time. They just are all making jokes, not realizing a, a woman is in the thread. Yeah. No, you no, don't tell. Do join in, but join in, but just don't yeah. sign. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't no, 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 I don't even want to join in. I just want to observe. I just want to keep, I just want to stay back here. Anthropological. I, I think, yeah. Yeah. I, I like it. I mean, it's not like you're hiding. I mean, Right there, it's a reply all. They all know. I mean, yeah, I you like didn't it. hack into it. No, yeah, go for no, it. No, it comes to me every day, all day long. <laughs> what are they talking about? It though? is a terrifying thought. I, I'm sure it's not as. I don't know that it's terrifying for dudes like it. It can be for women. This idea of like, do they actually? I mean, when all that stuff came out with Trump, I seriously because I've never been in a right. male locker room except right. my current email situation. Um, 
I, I thought, no way does that really happen. Right. I didn't, it's almost like you don't realize that men actually do that. You think that's all made up right. until it happens. Well, it's and just go, not, it's oh. not a, a, a life or a world that I've known. Right. I don't hang out with people like that. Right. You know? And the fear is, are all of y'all doing that and just not telling us? I know, I know you're not. Like, I know you're <laughs> cognitively. Right. Of course not. I, I was as shocked as you. Is, are all my friends talking like that about women? No. And... Just Absolutely. hiding it. Absolutely not. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that's so shocking about it. Because I mean, I didn't think it was a... Okay, you know what, Andre? I'm going to say something. Like a few years ago, before yeah. uh, race became a major issue in America, I lived my life with the mindset that our generation was post-racism. Like, hey, yeah, we grew up loving hip hop. We, you know, yeah. it's not the same as the old people. That's their problem. That's not our problem, right? And so I didn't realize the reality. Okay. And so obviously then things happen nationally and your eyes are open to reality and it's humbling and startling and right. painful. And like, what do we do about this? I feel the same way about this, like misogynistic locker room talk. I was like oblivious. I had no clue that this was a thing or yeah. that men actually talked or thought that way about women. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it becomes a national thing last fall. And then, you know, or two years ago. And then, and then I'm, I, I experienced it and I'm going, I, I, I like, I'm in shock. Like I didn't have like a response ready because I didn't know that it was reality. Yeah, I mean, it was real. It's, it's just the nature of belonging to any kind of dominant group, right? Like you're just not aware of what people uh, in that privileged, uh, un underprivileged or marginalized group, you don't know that experience. And so yeah, it doesn't really yeah. exist for you, you know, until you start looking into, you have to actively seek it out. Right. So like for myself, like, I mean, I think, I mean, we're, we're ending, you know, Lent right now. We're going into Easter. I think like it's kind of relevant for me is like my Lenten practice has been to confront my own male privilege and invite other men to do the same with me. Wow. And so like, Oh, I, that's what you did for all of Lent. Yeah. So like I, I pushed all the male authors that I was reading to the margins and started reading female authors and watching. Did you, you know, only read Annie F downs the whole time? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's his homepage. It's his homepage. Caught right me smoking gun. Um, <laughs> hey, he's like, brave now, by the way, he's on uh, <laughs> yeah, day yeah, one yeah. or three. So yeah. brave. Um, but the thing that like, you know, so when you, when you mentioned like, you know, hearing guys talking misogynistically, like I think about that against race, right? Like if, if I heard some white people talking about, you know, saying racist things like on a bus or a train or something yeah. like that, like I would want other white people to be like, Hey, stop yeah. being a racist. Know. You know? Yeah. And I think women want the same from I men, know. like for us to call each other out. I know I, 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 it's happened two times that I've, when I was in the locker room, one, I made, I shuffled and made the noise. Like you're not alone. And it, and yeah. it did stop. And the other time I didn't, I froze yeah. and I think about it still. Yeah. And like, I can't believe that that happened. And I can't believe though, that. Cameron, I don't want you to feel shame for it. No, I don't you feel don't ashamed. I just like, situation. I want to be ready next time. I want to know what to do to like try and break through. Cause clearly they live in a bubble where they are oblivious to their own, you know, yeah. disgusting <laughs> tendencies. Yeah. And it's like, how do you get through to them where you could actually enact positive change in their lives or say, this is not okay. You know? Yeah. And you don't want to scold them as a stranger either. Cause you're right. probably just going to start a fight or what. Or right. that, that's know, actually like, what I was kind of worried about. They were like, kind of like alpha male, yeah, like, like old people who would be talking lawyer like type guys. Like, oh, like, I'm going yeah. like, to swing on you or something. This would be a good question to put out there, though, like how, you know, what do we do in that situation? In the same way, yeah. like they have trainings for people like when you I don't know if you saw those videos that were going like circulating Facebook and stuff like if you are out and you hear people like that are like talking like the overtly racist, you know, right. or, or someone is experiencing like someone you know, being overtly racist to them, like what, you sh what should you do? Like what should we do in the same sense of, you know, ex 
witnessing misogyny in that way. I think telling the management is probably not a terrible idea, Cameron, because either the management is going to go, we don't care. And you know, I mean, and then I'm out of there. People tell you who they are, (laughs) you know, like they'll show you who they are. The management will show you that they either care or they don't. Yeah. And then you'll go, you can know going to the gym. I might hear this because the management is fine with this. Or I'll go elsewhere if you want. That's what, you know what? That's what I'm going to do this week, tomorrow. I'm going to go down there and I'll talk to him. Sweet. There you go. Hey, uh, moving this along. And Jesse, just be ready. I'm going to get to the copier story. Yeah, well, okay. I'm not opposed to it, but we do have a packed show today. All so, right, fine. Then I won't yeah, ask yeah, you. I'll let, ask you let, next let, week. Let's, let's leave them wanting more because I'm looking, we have, we have a game. We have a, a, a guest. I mean, we got a big one today. So, yeah. and a lot of in case you missed it too. Okay. Well, it's time for our weekly look back at what happened this week in culture and entertainment. It's time for in case you missed it. Hey, in case you missed it this week, uh, Christian rapper Bizzle. Uh, announced they're working. He's working on a Golden State Warriors anthem with Steph Curry. The song is going to be called "Winning," and uh, clips from an upcoming video for the song that features Steph um, were shot in Oakland and posted on Instagram this week. And actually, relevant even posted it on our Instagram feed. Here is a brief listen uh, to Bizzle's new song for the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> I, I, I'm not a fan of teams having theme songs like this. Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, I, like, see, I don't, I don't, I don't mind. I, if the song isn't bad, like this one doesn't sound bad, but the one that Creed did one for, for the Florida Marlins, or I think it was, I don't <laughs> think, it was, Creed, I think it was just Scott Stapp, which has become legendarily horrible. I don't know if we have time to pull up, but that one, you, it's impossible for your whole body not to go into a cringe. And <laughs> that song is so bad, Cam. Cameron, that just on the merits of how awful it is, I kind of agree with you that so like team well, anthems to me, are bad. modern theme songs for franchises are a terrible idea. Like if you've got a legacy franchise, like the Miami Dolphins, every time they play a, a touchdown, they play this old like 1972 song, like uh-huh. and it's like it's almost like college football singing their old Rocky yeah. Tops and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Fine. Fine, but don't get, I'm sorry. Don't get Bizzle and Steph Curry to remake a, or make yeah. a winning, you know, come this on. feels so forced. It's forced. Here's the, here's the Scott Stapp one. No. They're all baseball lyrics. They're all baseball lyrics. That's terrible. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, now, man. listen, y'all know I'm an Atlanta girl, and we have a lot of good Atlanta rappers who've done stuff for the Falcons, and I love all those. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess if it's organic. Yeah, if it, if it happens like a, was it black and yellow or whatever? Oh, yeah. Like that. Oh, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he did that on his own. It was a good song. It got popular. And then, on its yeah, own, and then the franchise and adopted then, it. Yeah, exactly. Fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't, don't do it. For don't commission it. Yeah. Hey, and we love Bizzle. We love Christian rap. It's fine. Right, yeah. We're yeah. not telling you anything oh, about gosh, him. You're like deleting the emails already. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Christian rap is good. It's you know be what fine. I mean? Like, I feel like he, he yeah. But the fact that like Steph Curry is in the video yeah, and that's just like, like no. hand Bizzle should just stuff. do it's a like, song, on, dude. <laughs> like we're going to win, win, win no matter what. And then yeah. the Warriors should adopt it. Right. And then the players, you know what I mean? So much. But, but Cameron, in you defense would, of Bizzle, <laughs> if, if you get a call from the Warriors and yeah, Steph Curry, you're you're like, hey, can you make us a song about being awesome and that's we'll shoot true. around Oakland? I mean, who's going to say yeah. no to that? Yeah, no, it's not it's not Bizzle's fault. I wish I'd get that phone call. I'd do it. In case you missed it this week, Joyce Meyer. Yes, that Joyce Meyer uh, defended tattoos 
and said she now wants to get one. Very surprising. I mean, she's in her 70s. Yeah. Uh, The popular preacher and author recently preached a message in which she made the biblical case for getting tattoos and explained why Christians who use the Bible to argue against them are taking the scripture out of context. She then said she wants to get a tattoo of her own just to prove to legalistic critics that there's nothing wrong with it. Here's a clip. You know, I really don't have time to do this justice, but... In Isaiah 44, 5, it says, One will say, I am the Lord's, and another one will call himself by the name of Jacob, and another will write or even brand or tattoo upon his hand, I belong to the Lord. Get him, Joyce. Now, there are some scriptures (laughs) in there somewhere that tell you not to do that. Yeah, and this is where it's at. Leviticus 20, 28. Misquoted which says you shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor print or tattoo any marks on you for the dead. (laughs) You know, we just pick stuff out of here and leave out what we want to. Come on, Joyce. Isaiah 49, that God has a picture of you tattooed on the palm of his hand. Would, wouldn't it be great if she came up, because she said later in that sermon, you know, she's thinking about getting one at her age and just to kind of, you know, I want to show how cool I am. And I think people are picturing like she's going to get like a Jesus fish on her ankle. How funny would it be if Joyce Meyer came out the next sermon? She had a gigantic neck, <laughs> neck collar tattoo. Like that one of like Lance <laughs> Stevenson, who has like Abraham Lincoln, a giant Abraham Lincoln tattooed on his throat. I want to see that for Joyce. Like go all or like, in, Joyce. Or like the full yeah, back Phoenix, like Ben. Oh no! <laughs> that is literally the worst tattoo I've ever seen. It's so big. Was, you haven't seen this? It's so I colorful. Ben Affleck's back tattoo became an internet sensation these last two weeks because he was photographed at the beach shirtless, oh, no. and he got this new tattoo that covers his entire back. All right, let's and see he here. has like no other tattoos or very few. And yeah, he, but it, he has a full. Look, yeah, look, just, just Google Phoenix, Ben Affleck back tattoo. As soon as it's I started like Googling Ben like, Affleck back the tattoo colors, came up. The, the illustration itself, it's just... Let's the, make Daz yeah. get that. Can that be Daz's next Daz will do it? Daz will do Dude, it. Oh my God. Really what bad. is that? The Affleck. It's massive. And he tried to lie. Ben Affleck tried to lie and say it was uh, fake and for a movie, but that was like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's bad, man. I mean, that's, that's pretty provable that it's not fake and for a movie, so that's an yeah. odd thing to say publicly. <laughs> Yeah, that's what happens. That's what happens when you get into that hole, huh? Hey, uh, in case you missed it this week, Jack White released a weird new rap song that sounds a lot like a Brian Duncan 90s CCM rap song. One of the songs that has drawn the most attention from his polarizing new album is called Ice Station Zebra, which opens with an extended (laughs) rap. To some fans of 90s Christian music, it may sound somewhat familiar, though. It sounds a lot like the Don't You Wanna Rap song, a somewhat offensive hip-hop parody by Brian Duncan that has aged very, very poorly. Here's a clip of both of them. (laughs) Oh, wow. Which one is this? This is the Jack Jack White version. No, it's not. I thought this is Brian Duncan. No, this is Jack White. No, this is Jack White. Well, that's just bad, man. That's what happens when you're surrounded by yes men. Yeah, yeah like yeah. you're a genius, yeah, Jack. Like, dude, no matter rap, what you want to do, you it's you're a genius. Yeah, you need somebody in there to be like, nah, that's nah, not man. that's not the cut, man. <laughs> 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 
I was listening to the Jack White album this weekend, and I'm like, Brian why does Duncan, it sound so familiar? Holy crap, it sounds just like Brian Duncan's rap. It does. That was the same song. <laughs> it's the same vocals. <laughs> wow. Wow. And they both have weird piano breakdowns. I was like, dude. I was about to say, they both I, tickle the ivories there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the only rap cadence they know. Brian Duncan's is literally, my name is Brian D and I'm here to say. But Jack White's isn't that much better. I Golden State Warriors to hire me to do. I can do that. Let's admire Brian Duncan next. Hey, and lastly, in case you missed it, this week, Reverend Sammy Rodriguez and Devin Franklin are producing a movie about Flamin' Hot Cheetos. This is true. Author, pastor, and the president of the National Hispanic Christian Leadership Conference, Dr. Samuel Rodriguez, who I've known for years, uh, has teamed up with Devin Franklin, a prominent preacher and Hollywood mogul, to produce a new movie about the popular snack. The movie, uh, which is also being produced by Fox Searchlight, I mean, this is a real movie, uh, tells the true story of Richard Montanez, who, according to Variety, quote, rose from humble beginnings to a successful businessman when he created a food phenomenon, Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Uh, Montanez was a migrant farm worker in California b- before becoming a janitor at the Frito-Lay company. His idea for Flamin' Hot Cheetos eventually led him to become a powerful executive who is now known as the godfather of multicultural marketing. There's no word yet on a release date. That's cool. When I first saw the headline, right. and the slice that we did, I was like, what? Yeah, I know. I but, thought it was like like an animation about Flamin' Hot Cheetos or something, but no, but it's actually a great thing, story. You think you're going to ugly cry when you see that documentary yeah. Yeah. or movie. Yeah, it's going to be great. All no, right, I can't. I, I hear both of you. I really do. I will never cry at a movie about Annie Flaming Hot Cheetos. How many bags of M&M's do you want to bet that she you was going to ugly cry during this movie? He was a oh, migrant Andre, farm I'll worker. I'll take you two bags. All right. Migrant farm two worker. Two bags. Janitor. Just, you know, suggest <laughs> this act. This is like Goodwill Hunting. He's doing the, he's the janitor doing nope. the stuff in the hall. Did Not you it. cry at Goodwill Hunting? I watched it this week. I, did you? Yeah, it was just I did cry watching that, but that's, but that's but that part where he says, Stop that. Stop. What does he say? Stop that. Don't, don't say that. It's not your fault. It's not your oh, fault. Yeah, it's not, yeah, it's yeah. not your fault. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Don't, don't it's say not that. your fault. Oh. Don't say that. That's it. It's not if your fault. If they put that scene in the Flaming Hot Cheetos movie, yes, I will what cry. Happened, what happened was is like he accidentally put the chili pepper right. in, in the vat of the Fritos and, and then he got in trouble for it. And then they're saying, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. <laughs> and see, they just do good <laughs> hunting all over again. And he's cry. crying because he rubbed his eyes after he tried right, to clean it out. That's right. <laughs> good hunting. It's, it's going to be it's a tearjerker. All right. Well, that'll do it for In Case You Missed It. Stay tuned. Up next, Slices. You're listening to Leon Bridges. The song is Bad Bad News. It's inspired by uh, CNN, I believe. Uh, At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Casey Musgraves with her new one, High Horse, which is where Jesse lives. That's right. Way up here, looking (laughs) down on everyone. This week's show is brought to you by Away. Away was founded by two friends from New York who found themselves at JFK with dead phones, delayed flights, and a bright idea, luggage with power. 
Thus, the Away carry-on was born. Uh, I It's my favorite carry-on. I use it. I can see Annie has it in the background. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, every suitcase I have right now for one solid year has been Away. I haven't I haven't touched another suitcase. It is my favorite. I have three different sizes. I'm like a, an evangelist about Away <laughs> luggage. Uh, they designed a bag that solved a few old problems like sticky wheels and a few new ones like mm-hmm. dead cell phones. They use high quality materials while offering a much lower price compared to other brands by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you. Hmm. You can choose from a variety of colors and four sizes, the carry-on, the bigger carry-on, the medium, and the large for extended stays. Um, and all suitcases are made with premium German polycarbonate, unrivaled in strength and impact resistance, but still very, very lightweight. So light. That's my favorite thing, that you can knock on them and they're so hard, but they are so light. I'm hmm. such a fan. They, uh, they have a TSA-approved combination lock built into the top to prevent Ooh. theft. Uh, they have a removable washable laundry bag. They have uh, all their carry-on sizes are able to charge cell phones, tablets, e-readers, anything powered by a USB cord, and they have a lifetime warranty. If anything breaks, lifetime. they'll fix it or replace it for you for life. That's wow. my favorite I already part. had to send one back, and they just sent me a new one. Goodness. Uh, right so now, cool. there's a 100-day trial. You can live with it, vibe with it, travel with it, Instagram it, and if at any point you decide it's not for you, just return it for a full refund, no questions asked, and they do free shipping on any away order in the lower 48 states. That's wild. Yeah, it's a great company. It's like everything about product. it. It's like everything that you're reading. It's like, wow, I can't believe it. Wow, I can't believe it. Right. It's like, <laughs> Chandler, you have one now. I That's just, your suitcase, yeah, right, Ben? I'm, I'm going to be using it for the first time next week. So I thought, where you I'll going? let you know how it goes. I thought that was going to end with, and you get a dog. You know, like, it's just like, it just kept going and going. <laughs> yeah. And there's a puppy in every suitcase. <laughs> but there's special ventilation, so the puppy doesn't die. <laughs> uh, hey, for right right now, Away is doing a special offer for relevant podcast listeners. You can get, you can get $20 off a suitcase by visiting Away travel.com slash relevant and use promo code relevant during checkout. That's 20 bucks off a new suitcase. Uh, and you can get a monogrammed. Wow. Okay, I, so, uh, gee, I wonder what you have on yours. <laughs> I don't. They didn't have the color I wanted oh, when no. I ordered, but you know, I'd have AFD. Yeah, exactly. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Again, you can get $20 off a suitcase by visiting awaytravel.com slash relevant and using promo code relevant during checkout. Okay, it's time for sizes. What do you have, Jesse? Okay, so I think what I was going to bring today is totally obvious. Um, other than the Elon, <laughs> the, other than the Bible College falling on the, out of the bed story, the thing that a lot of people were hitting me up on Twitter about um, was a very important update. <laughs> it has been proved, oh, yeah, definitively mm-hmm. as of this weekend. Uh, guys, mind blown here. Mm-hmm. The Earth is flat. <laughs> Mad Mike Hughes has completed his mission. You may be, remember a couple weeks ago, I brought a slice about a man named that calls himself Mad Mike Hughes. Professionally, he's a limo driver. On his own time, he is an inge- a self-taught engineer who doesn't believe in science. Who <laughs> built didn't, this? Didn't he also run for a California governor? He the, did. The, 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 camp, the campaign is underway, people. Oh, still? And okay. He's running. Well, I, oh, and I have some thoughts about that that I'll get to, uh, uh, you know, at the end of this uh, update about him. I but, believe uh, that. Uh, I mean, it was probably months ago at this point. I think it was, I think it was months because I think it was over the holidays um, because I remember like following it like on Thanksgiving Day. Um, Mad Mike said that he was going to shoot his steam powered rocket, a rocket powered by steam that he made himself <laughs> with sizable investment, <laughs> and which, by the way, 
If you're on a rocket power with anything and it goes wrong, I feel like steam would be the worst way to go. Like, <laughs> really? Like, oh, more right. than like a, a highly burn? combustible fuel that could just Yeah, because explode? then you just blow up. It's instant. Oh. Yeah, I gotta, that's true. I got to imagine steam is just like a hot, just being blasted by a hot cloud. Yeah. Like <laughs> a really hot yeah. cloud. To death. So blasted to death by a hot yeah. cloud. Yeah. Yeah, you're it would be very unpleasant. By the steam, yeah, right, by no, the you're fall. just you're scalded you just, and then you fall uh, to death. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. Oh, you're right. You're bad. scalded and then you just fall to your death. Yeet. So uh, his idea was to blast his rocket up into the sky, and on the side of this rocket it says "Research Flat Earth." Um, now he kind of walked back his claims. He kind of walked back his claims that this would prove that the Earth is flat, though. If you shoot a steam-powered rocket into the sky with the words "research flat Earth" on the side, I'm convinced. I, that's all the convincing I need. You did it, pal. And if you can do that, why why are you wrong about something else? So his initial attempt was thwarted by the Bureau of Land Management, who said he didn't have the permits to do it. So he found some private land to do this on, and the the Associated Press was there to film it. Um, and he gets nowhere near high enough that you could that you could ascertain anything about the 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 surface of the Earth. It was was all, about 2,000 feet, which is still higher than I've ever gone in a steam power. It's rocket. higher than I want to go. Yeah. 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 Um, and and the, the landing was not smooth at all. Like you could tell he didn't really plan the landing. Great. I was just about he to kinda, ask, how did he get down? He sort of parachuted down, but it, like the parachute opened like really late in the game, like definitely Ooh. later. Like this is basically a wily e. coyote stunt gone wrong. <laughs> like he, he was one step above having rocket power roller skates off the side of a cliff. Um, <laughs> in the desert, yeah. And even even the video, it's out in the middle of the desert. Um, but I love his. Okay, this is his reason for like going through with it, even though the landing was really. Uh, rough and he almost killed himself he this is what this is his quote okay I'm tired of people saying I chickened out and didn't build a rocket. I'm tired of all that stuff. I manned up and I did it. This thing wants to kill you in 10 different ways and this thing will kill you in a heartbeat. Am oh I glad God. I did it? Yeah, I guess. Hold on, Matt. I'll feel it in the morning. I won't be able to be able to get out of bed. At least I can go home and have dinner and see my cats tonight. You could have done that without blasting yourself off in a steam power rocket. I have, I have so many questions, but one of them is he he was wanting to do it in California, and 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 they said he couldn't because he didn't have the right permits because he was going to go to like some public land or something like that yeah. and yeah. they were saying no and now this time he went to private land and he was able to do it mm -hmm. does that mean that if you own the land you can kind of shoot rockets and do whatever you want on your <laughs> land i didn't know that i thought that like yeah. the skies were still kind of governed by the right. faa and stuff yeah because 2,000 feet this up is, is high. This is a game changer it for is, me. Right? I have a backyard. It is, right? Like, now that you look in your backyard, you're like, there's so much room for activities. I can do things I, I, I didn't think I could do. I didn't you know that we could do all that. You can propel yourself 2,000 feet. So basically, it's kind of like imminent domain. I mean, I, I can just like, this is like, this is sovereign land if, it's, if I own it. It, well, I think I think there's two ways to think about what I call sky law. And that is this. <laughs> One, your property line extends vertically all the way out into oblivion. <laughs> so if it intersects uh, infinity. if it intersects with like, you know, a quarter acre of Jupiter, that's your quarter acre of Jupiter. Okay. You know what I'm saying? All right. 
Okay. Uh, you got to do the math on it. I don't know. But I'm just saying your property line extends out vertically. Okay. You know, like, <laughs> like that cube of, of air is yours. <laughs> that's one interpretation of the law. Yeah, right. that's one interpretation of the law. Oh, yeah. The other interpretation is once you are airborne, there is no law that the uh, that the that the law only pertains to people who have their feet on the ground. So, well, you know, like I said, you can commit crimes if you're jumping at that point. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I I know that what you're saying is wrong, but I don't. But actually, I don't know. How you're wrong. Because, Which one is wrong, Cameron? Well, the, the second one that like anything in the air, there's no rules. You know what I mean? Because it's, like, it's the jurisdiction. No, I get what you're saying, but like, sky. I get what you're saying. And it makes total sense because obviously cities would say that there are, mm-hmm. that their laws would apply vertically. Right. But to what point? <laughs> right. Like, where does, where does the tallest their, building or right above the tallest that's building? What, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, where is the line? Because the we know with international lately. waters, it's X number of feet right. off the coast. And now all of a sudden the laws right. change. Is there something like that with air? I mean, I know, I mean, and I don't know how it is in Orlando or other places, but I, when, it, when I lived in Manhattan, I know that there were things like, uh, there were regulations about, you know, the, air above buildings. Yeah, yeah, you could right? own, yeah, you could buy the air rights right. to, to property. And right. if somebody could own the property but not the air rights, they can't build up. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know like uh, if there's like... But how high does that air rights extend? Because exactly. is it to Jesse's Cameron, point? do you just, have air rights of your new house? Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, th- th- does, A lot of people don't know this, but if you jump oh kick somebody, it's legally not assault. Because <laughs> <laughs> you aren't on the ground. The as, crime was committed outside the, the jurisdiction. As long as, as, long as you, you have, have the air, air rights. rights. Yeah. yeah, you've got to have the air yeah. rights of that place where you jump kick someone. Something yeah. about that doesn't make sense. Like, both and of you are not in again, the air. Again, we're, in, we're in legally, you know, the, 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 the greatest Murky legal waters. scholars of our time are having this argument right now. So <laughs> we can go in circles about this all day. But if I jump kick you, I say, this, try to press charges, see what happens. Because I was not—I technically was not on American soil. Also, what if you don't kick somebody in your backyard? You know, yeah, again, again, we're we're you know, I, I'm I'm working on something for the Supreme Court. The only way I can get this to the Supreme Court, unfortunately, is to lure someone to my backyard that I don't like and jump <laughs> and have them press charges, and I appeal all well, the way up the ladder. And what happens if you jump kick someone in Virginia and you lift off in Virginia? You jump kick them and you land in West Virginia. Where did you mm. commit the crime? I kick them across the state. I jump <laughs> kick. What so what you're saying is I jump kick someone across the state line. Let's take that yeah. one step further, Annie. What if I jump? kick someone into Mexico or Canada technically what I've done is an act of war between two countries yeah, I, I think so but who's are you in trouble on the Mexico side or on the US side you were in the air nothing governs you Mm. Exactly. I mean, the only way I can legally be tried is by a criminal court at the UN. And (laughs) if they want to tango with me there, then bring it. I will, you know, I will do all the jump kicks on the border. Two weeks in a row, he challenges China. And then today he challenges the UN. This guy. (laughs) (laughs) Again, again, uh, you know, sometimes the only way you can get these legal cases to move forward is to actually, you know, unfortunately commit the crime of jump kicks. So so here we are. Here we are. Anyway, so Mad Mike um, is also, as we said, he's running for the governor of California. And 
I say do it, man. I'm tired of politicians making promises and not going through with them. This guy made an absurd promise that no one thought he would be able to do. <laughs> and he did which it was just to blast himself in a steam power rocket. And guess what? He went through with it. How many politicians make promises? he still got promises? home to his dinner and his cats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He's, he's bruised. He's going to be bedridden for quite a bit of time. But guess what? Mad Mike did it. He also has announced plans uh, for a far more dangerous stunt. If Why? You Why does he announce his plans? His next one is uh, to get high enough into the air this time to definitively prove that the Earth is flat uh, by some sort of rocket balloon thing. Uh, it will. I saw a calculation that that takes about seventy miles to, in the air. If you're if you're if you were looking for scientific proof of the Earth's flatness, uh, that's enough to kill you. Like the atmosphere up there is in solid. So he's got to make yeah. some kind of suit or something. Seventy miles. I mean, if Man, you that's went, enough to make my chest feel tight. Yeah. It going that high. No, you're outside. you're in orbital space at that point. But if you want to definitively prove, that's how high you got to go. I think isn't it, I. I used to be into space a lot when I was in fourth grade. The Challenger disaster kind of threw things for me. But um, I, I rem- if I remember correctly, isn't it ten miles up? You're in orbital space. I mean, isn't it the atmosphere? Because five miles up, you're that's your cruising altitude. That's thirty thousand feet. That's um, five no. miles. Yeah, that's five miles. But I think if you... I, I don't know. I'm I, 62 I, you miles. Know, this, 62 this is miles is, or, is, is space. Is the shortest distance between Earth and space. Okay, 62. So 70, he would actually be gone. Like he would just be, well, there he goes. He, and he, he, he's yeah, going to to tell without a re, with, with, with absolute certainty whether the Earth is flat. And for him to believe that it's not, he's got to see it with his own eyes. It's like he doesn't know it. that NASA exists. Like no, you want to tell him, like, you know there's a thing. Exactly. No, he thinks it's part of a conspiracy. They're covering it up. That's yeah. right. So he's trying that's, to like yeah. go on his own and, oh, and show. Wait the, a minute. He's a wait truther. a minute. Wait a minute. This is conspiracy stuff, Jesse. Yeah. Did you lead with that before? No, because no. Back when we talked about it the heart. first time, that's what it was. He was trying to debunk the national conspiracy that NASA's trying to cover up that the Earth truly is flat. He's oh going to go out on his gosh. own and show everybody. There's a lot of flat earthers. Flat earther. We talked about this before. Flat earth is having a moment. It really right now. is. And, it's having a comeback. Yeah, and, and this guy is out to. He's putting his money where if his mouth. You go to the Where's flat the Blink One Eighty Two guy? This is where Tom needs to step in. If you go to the, the Flat Earth Society website, it literally says that it, it, it like to, tooting their own horn that this is not a fringe movement. It says we have flat earthers. Uh, there are flat earthers around the globe. It literally <laughs> says that. <laughs> yeah. And they don't realize the, the ironicness of that. No, but I, I, I've, I've, I've talked about this before, but, you know, not only is like, you know, uh, there, there are several flat earthers in the NBA, high profile flat earthers. Like Kyrie um, Irving. Yeah. And, and, and Draymond Green uh, yeah. has hinted. See, I, flat th- I think Draymond um, Green's in. I think he's doing it as a joke, but. I don't know. I don't know. I, I But to me, it doesn't matter. There are real flat earthers. And I was so curious that how someone could actually believe this, that I downloaded uh, a bunch of flat earth podcasts and started listening I just out of curiosity I remember. where they talk about the latest theories and things. He's a learner. <laughs> These guys are into it, man. And, and you know what? Like, <laughs> I think it's insane, but Mad Mike's, like I said, he's out there putting his money where his mouth is. And the first test was successful. This he, is what I he, love about Jesse though. It, it, like in the position we're in, like we really want to build bridges of understanding. We, mm-hmm. we want to know mm-hmm. the other. We don't Knowing. want it. We don't want to point yeah, fingers sure. at them. We want to have empathy and understanding for people that we don't know. And mm-hmm. we're not like, this is what we do, whether it be immigration things or, or Muslim today. Christian things or flat earthers. Mm-hmm. We want to we want to go in with an open mind, listen and learn yeah. and then go you're crazy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and then make jokes about them and their steam power rock. You're, like, you're like you're wrong. Starts, I did listen but to that's the podcast. Well, at least I understand you now. But you're crazy. Uh, all right, what do you have, Annie? 
Well, I'm coming with a twofer today. Just call me Uncle Jesse because I'm here with two. Uh, Listen, I feel like, especially as I'm still the newest cast member, that opportunities and slices are for you guys to get to know me as well as bring a slice. I like it. And so here's what you need to know about Annie. The reason I was drawn to this slice is as a teenager, I was a terrible driver. It's part of my Enneagram 7-ness. I don't like the journey. I just want to be at the destination. And so I tended to mm, drive too fast and not really care. And it was before we had our phones with us all the time anyway, when I was learning to drive. So I was just distracted by life. I'm with you. I literally bought a car. I upgraded to a car that would stay in my lane. Like, you know what I mean? Cause I am such a bad driver Mm -hmm. cause I'm doing a million things, thinking about other things and I'm flying down the road and it will, it will not just go beep, beep, beep. You're veering. It'll like the steering wheel will turn itself back into lane. I'm with you. I get you. Yes. And I was like, you know what? This thing is going to save my life. It's worth the, it's worth the extra money. You know what I'm right? also yeah, yeah, a yeah. terrible driver. That's me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There we go. Okay. So listen to this, this, this is a teenager in Minnesota was taking her driving exam. And I, when I saw this, my roommate actually told me about it. She was saying it to me across the living room. And I said, I need you to send me that because I need to read that to my friends. But this Minnesota teen was taking her driving. She was 17 years old. And when she was, the woman got in the car with her in the passenger seat and she put the car, she was starting the test. And instead of putting the car in reverse, she put it in drive and drove into the building where you take your driver's exam. (laughs) She crashed into the DMV all the way in and all the way in, all the way in half the car. I mean, literally half the car is in the building (laughs) and she was fine. It significantly damaged the vehicle in the building. She, as you can imagine, did not get her license that day. (laughs) And the woman who who was administering the test had to be taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. And this, this ABC news writer being a little cheeky said the driver's only injury was to her pride. (laughs) The girl didn't get her license, but then our friend Jesse reminded me of this other story that I think is interesting that have y'all seen in San Francisco. And this happens to me a lot in Ubers, like, especially if someone's taking me from my house to the airport and they'll go a way that seems insane. And I'm like, no, 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 just turn here. But they're following the maps. In San Francisco, there is a set of stairs that Uber drivers keep driving down and it their cars keep getting stuck and having to get towed because Lyft or the Uber maps will send them down a set of stairs. That's like the, that's like the office where, where yeah. Michael drove <laughs> into the lake. Exactly what the I lake. Thought. Yeah. That's crazy. Why, yeah, why, I mean, so it's can't. happened twice already that the car got stuck and had to be towed out. Mm. And this week it was an Uber pool. So it was all these people oh trying to get gosh. to work and they had to get out no. and walk down the stairs and get another Uber. One star. <laughs> that is that is one star. But the guy is totally I think I would himself. feel so bad for the Uber driver. Just like, look, man, your car got jacked up on a set of stairs. The least I can do is give you two stars. <laughs> <laughs> I won't get jack up your rating. But to be fair, I didn't get where I needed to go. I appreciated the yeah. water bottle. You know, so (laughs) yeah, yeah. Thanks for the mints. You also just drove down stairs. The driver is just kind of like, well, I was following the navigation system. I just like that baffles me. It's like, just use your common sense. Right. I mean, don't turn down stairs. Don't go into the lake. I mean, you don't, you don't drive downstairs. That's that's you don't drive downstairs. If that's what one person learns today from (laughs) us. Don't drive downstairs yeah. ever. Even if the map tells you to find, yes. ask for other routes. <laughs> Rerouting. All right. What do you have, Andre? Um, so I, my story is 
uh, Chance the Rapper called out Heineken for their absurdly racist ad uh, this week right. uh, where they uh, the lighter is better campaign. Yeah. Uh, where they slide this, this the bartender sees a fair-skinned woman at the end of the bar and slides a beard down the bar, and it passes all these dark-skinned people to get to <gasps> her. Oh, what? Yes. No. And then yeah. she catches the bottle, and it says, lighter is better. So Chance calls them out, and it's like, you know, sometimes you got to think that brands do this on purpose, right? Just to like stir something up so that everyone right. will start writing think pieces and tweeting and stuff. And it's like, you know, all, all, all press is good press kind of thing. Yeah. Cause um, people are talking about Heineken. Right. Exactly. Right. So he's like, man, you know, sometimes you just got to laugh at it. Cause it seems like that's you know, so obvious that right. they're, they're baiting yeah. really? the, the anger. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's Heineken well, agree they, with that? They, are they saying they're doing that? Well, I didn't Did they see, respond. I didn't see any response from Heine, from Heineken yet, but well, the irony that I saw, I saw that I saw him tweeting about this and, and, and obviously there was like a, a, a news piece saying in the headline was chance rapper calls out Heineken for the racist yeah. ad and all this kind of stuff. And, and chance retweeted it and said like, thank you for completely missing the point. The very first sentence I wrote was don't fall. Like I like don't give them the attention that they're right. probably going for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not outraged. It's so obviously outrageous, but right. it was like, like, like let's not get, let's not take the bait. Right. He would say, yeah. so, so his tweet was about the media coverage. You completely missed my point. You know, like <laughs> yeah. it was like, yeah. According to the internet, he, say, he the was like, yeah, essentially oh, he was like oh, laughing right. at it. Heineken has apologized by the way. And so like the other element is like next to the woman with like fair skin or like the, the light skin woman was like a, a glass of like white wine Ugh. so that they could like play it off. Like, Oh, we're talking about like the, you know, but it was still yeah. extremely so racist. So many and gotta, people had to say yes to that for that to get green lit. Yeah. How did exactly. that happen? But, but Heineken, yeah, now they have issued an apology. They obviously said yes to all of that colorism in the ad. And like, it's funny because like when I first first saw the headline, I was like, you know, a little bit like not in disbelief that something happened, but I didn't expect that. I was like, nah, it's probably one of those more covert things that you really have to think about, you know, and like some sociologist needs to break it down. And then I saw it and I was like. Oh no, that's racist. Are you <laughs> yeah, that's super racist? No, no, yeah. no that's that's it. That's yeah. that's, <laughs> that's, that's overt. That is overt racism. That is how you do it, friends? That is how you do it. <laughs> that's how you do it. That's how you make a racist commercial. But that's the thing that, like, what Annie said. Like, it's like I understand somebody maybe being oblivious, maybe, yeah. but a, a national ad agency uh, a, a client with a lot of people involved it's almost like when a movie comes out it's terrible and there's like you look at the credits and there's 300 people involved right. how did they all not know that how bad right. this was yeah it's like you go for a campaign like that cost millions of dollars i'm sure yeah. like hundreds of people are involved in that and yeah. saw it and signed off and the concept yeah. and the in the implementation the casting and i mean the casting. there were intentional I mean, Black girl, black girl, black girl, right. white girl. A person yeah. sat them down to go, you sit here, you sit here, you sit here. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, that's what's crazy to me is like, how many, how many people had to be involved that were um, complicit? I mean, like, it's yeah. not like oblivious, right. but complicit, right? actively complicit. I wonder if people, I wonder if some people think that it's just going to like be no big deal one day, right? Like, like the other ad, I think it was like in China where it's like, uh, they put a black guy in the washing machine and he comes out white or something like that. And it's like, it's, it's better. And that's it's like crazy. somebody, somebody looks at it. It's just like, it's okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Wild. No, no, that, yeah. that's, that's good. That's a good commercial. Let's put that on TV everywhere. <laughs> nope. 
Crazy, crazy, crazy. All right. Well, that'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned. Up next, John Legend. Listening to Snail Mail. The song is Pristine. This week's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it's all included with your Squarespace website. Creating a site with Squarespace is a simple, intuitive process. You can add and arrange your content and features with a click of a mouse. You can design a best in class online store with Squarespace's award winning templates, customizable settings and more, all without a single plugin. They even have uh, all the uh, commerce tools and invoices and all the things if you want to run a, a full web business. It's, it's amazing how it's all just there. We've been using Squarespace for years. I'm actually working on a Squarespace site uh, right now. So every oh, year, wow. like every couple times a year, I am just reminded because I get an idea and I'm like, mm-hmm. I, like late at night, I just pop open the Squarespace and just start doing the thing. And so you can be half asleep and use and Squarespace. Then, and then, you know, then saying. it's 3 a.m. And I come in the next day and go, hey, everybody, we just launched a new division last night. <laughs> so, And I built the site beautifully, <laughs> thanks to Squarespace. Yeah. Uh, right now, Squarespace is offering Relevant Podcast listeners a special deal. You can start your free trial today at squarespace.com and then enter offer code RELEVANT to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, set your website apart. Oh, that's a new one. Hmm, I like that. I like that. John Legend is a singer, songwriter, actor who is starring this weekend in NBC's uh, new huge live musical production, Jesus Christ Superstar. Uh, I've been a fan of John Legend for years. Remember, Kanye West kind of found him back in yeah, the day. That's wild. He was a choir director at a church in, uh, in, in Chicago, and his, his entire family is in the ministry. It's a it's yeah. a fascinating spiritual journey that he has uh, been on, and he talked to us about it. Uh, Jesse, you're the one who did the interview. I, I thought it was interesting. You told me afterwards um, that you know the first half of it, he was kind of in NBC press promo for the big yeah. event mode, and then about halfway mm-hmm. through, he kind of realized, oh, I'm talking to a Christian guy, and he yeah. started really opening up about his faith and stuff. Yeah, and for him, you know, he has an interesting kind of faith story. Like you said, he kind of grew up in the church, and he hasn't, like, abandoned his faith, but he's not, like, as involved. But for him, his faith has really inspired him to undertake a lot of social causes, Mm -hmm. um, particularly helping the poor and mass incarceration, you know, the mass incarceration situation. But it's the teachings of Jesus that really inform those. Like, he's he was incredibly well-spoken about why he thinks Jesus would support the things he's involved with. Did he start singing uh, the the words of Jesus at any point during your interview? He, he didn't start singing. But I'll say this: arguably, like the coolest guy I've ever talked. You'll hear it. I'm like, I'm like, hey, John, this is Jesse from. Uh, hey, Jesse, what's going on? Like, just like super cool, like, smooth, the coolest. Can I tell you a fun fact about John Legend's uh, perform? Why the stakes are so high? This is a live production, okay? So the stakes are high with anything with and live many TV. people like so a lot of you know this comes out on Friday, Good Friday. Mm-hmm. A lot of yeah. people listen to this on Saturday, but mm-hmm. some of you are listening to this after it happened. Yeah. So you'll know if 
it went if it went well or not. If it we, we don't or, know. But, we don't know. But here's the thing. Okay, you guys have heard the term. Uh, it was popularized on Thirty Rock. The EGOT. It's every major award. That's right. The Emmy, the Grammy, the uh, Oscar, Oscar, and the, and the Tony. Tony. That's right. John Legend right now is one letter away. The Emmy for no the EGOT. Way. If he if he nails it this weekend, and he he could possibly win an Emmy because this is a TV performance, and he could have an EGOT. That's a huge deal. Yeah. Uh, who else would? Who else has an EGOT? I can't even think. It's a very very like even like Lin, Lin Manuel Miranda doesn't even have an EGOT, and he's like you know he he's done everything in the last year. John Legend would be an extremely elite company. I don't know. There might be one or two. I'd have to do the research, but I know he is one letter away, and it's Emmy and the and he doesn't do a lot of TV stuff because no. he's like a, a pop star. He's a movie star. He was in, um, uh, what was the, um, La La, La, La Land. Land. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's more of a movie. He's, you know, he's above he, TV. He played kind of a jerk in La La Land. You, you, you love to hate him in La La Land. Yeah. 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 Cool guy. Just a cool, cool guy. <laughs> All right. Here's part <laughs> Good of. Good luck on the EGOT tonight. Jesse might have a man crush on John Legend. Here is part of Jesse's <laughs> conversation with John Legend. I wanted to to chat a little bit about uh, what attracted you to the role of Jesus in this. Well, I've known the musical since I was pretty young, and I grew up in a Christian home, and uh, so I was very familiar with not only the musical, but also the biblical depiction of Jesus throughout my childhood, and and so the the role always seemed like an interesting role to take on and i think andrew lloyd weber and tim rice really have an interesting uh interesting take on the emotional life that jesus may have had during the last week of uh, of his life given the uh, momentous and you know difficult thing he was about to face what are some of the challenges when you approach a role? I mean, Jesus is, you know, everyone is, everyone is familiar with Jesus to some degree and has opinions about Jesus to some degree. Mm-hmm. What are some of the challenges as you prepare? Well, part of the challenges, one, obviously, is the probably the, the most well-regarded and well-known, uh, you know, figure in human history. And then combine that with the fact that many folks still worship him today <laughs> so yeah. it's like uh plenty of pressure <laughs> yeah. putting pressure and then to combine that with the fact that this uh this musical itself is very highly regarded and and people have loved it over the years you know it's going to be a lot of folks that will have high expectations and want us to do a good job so in that sense you know, the bar is very high and uh so we're going to try to do our best to uh live up to those high expectations it, you know, we live in, you know, an interesting time socially where, you know, mm-hmm. Jesus is sometimes appropriated for, you know, different political causes or, or you sure. know, causes. What do you hope that this musical will accomplish to viewers when it comes to the person of Jesus and his message and maybe seeing it in a different way? Well, I think it's important for us to... Um, because there's so many people that hold him in such high regard, so many people that um, take his words seriously and and take their faith seriously. I think it's important that we continue to examine his word and not to project uh, what 
what our own political motivations are on to him, but to actually, you know, pay attention to what he actually said, what he said about the poor, what he said about loving one another and all the things that he, he preached. I think sometimes we lose sight of that. It's interesting because it seems like um, the teachings of Jesus are, are, are kind of having a moment, particularly in music, you know, we've seen with Kendrick's album and, and Chance's album mm-hmm. and uh, Kanye, and yeah. Kirk, you know, numerous examples. Why do you think that yeah. is? Why do you think it's having a moment now? Well, I think gospel music, particularly in the black church, have been a part of black music culture for so long because, um, I mean, if you just go back and look at Aretha Franklin, she grew up in the church and made gospel albums. If you look at Marvin Gaye, he grew up in the church and, and made songs that talked about his faith and, and, and Jesus and his views on on spirituality. Stevie Wonder has done it. I think all the great artists we grew up listening to, they grew up in the black church and that tradition doesn't just go away even though you're making secular music. I think it it stays with you. That was John Legend. Make sure to check him out this Sunday, Easter Sunday, playing a little role of Jesus. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Listening to Courtney Barnett, her song, A Need a Little Time. Need a Little Time, which is what Just we need. So we have those breaks in between the segments. We just need a little time, reset, recalibrate. I, I hold in sneezes for all of this time. And you would not believe the power of the sneeze that I've Just a little time. Just, just a little, little time. Courtney Barnett gets it. She's a podcaster. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it is it is Easter weekend, and so f- we wanted to uh, do what we do, you know, to to commemorate the special occasions throughout the year. You know, Jesse usually comes up with some games. You know, July Fourth, uh, uh, firework or indie rock band. You know, so we have classic games that we do here on the show. This week, we uh, wanted to evolve what we're doing a little bit, and and we want to in- involve our very own Tyler Daswick. In uh, this week, this week's game, yes, sir, yes, sir. Welcome to the show, Tyler. Um, so he's going to join us for this segment, and uh, the uh, I will let Jesse and Tyler tell you guys about the game in a moment. But playing the game is is one of our listeners, and so as, if you've been listening for the last month or two, we've been doing our listener of the week. We decided to combine the listener of the week with this game. Wow, it's very complex. Wow, and uh, and and join us and joining us this week as our listener of the week, and also a game show contestant thomas corwin welcome to the show thomas hey guys it's great it's an honor to be here um so uh we won't do the full three facts we're going to get to one of your facts but uh before we get into that where where are you calling us from um i'm calling you guys from dayton ohio mm. dayton ohio why and nice. <laughs> and do you always go by thomas is that what we, you want us to call you 
Yeah, that's fine. Thomas Tommy? Tom? Uh, Thomas is good. <laughs> he's like, stick with it. <laughs> whatever, whatever uh, he's like, like, I said. <laughs> I said something. Uh, what, what do you do there in Dayton? Um, I'm actually a, an engineer, kind of like the last caller. I'm a process design engineer oh, working for an engineering consulting firm here. What kind of engineering do you consult? Uh, we consult uh, corn milling and ethanol mainly. How do you feel about steam-powered rockets? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I heard that he didn't die at least, but I was not feeling too confident about that. If you could have consulted him, what would you have done differently? Uh, say don't do it. Yeah, there you go. All right, Jesse, uh, you picked uh, Thomas as our listener of the week because some of his facts caught your eye. What is the yeah. one in particular that stood out to you? Okay, Thomas, I think you know which one I, I want to address because it's so interesting. Maybe, maybe I hope we're on the same page here, but this is fact number three. Fact number three. I have gone to a random airport with welcome home signs and awkwardly welcome home strangers, which turned into a heartwarming story. Wow. Wow. Thomas, this is a fantastic idea. I'm kind of mad I never Serious, came up with it. That's why you like him, Jesse. That's a Jesse idea for sure. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, Thomas, I want to know what your motivation was and what the outcome was as well. Yeah, well... It actually wasn't 100% my idea, but um, I was. it was for a... Um, at college, we had this event called the Midnight Mystery Bus Trip. And basically, we paid that $20. That awesome, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it was my favorite event at school, but we paid $20, and we didn't know what we were going to be going to, what we were going to be doing. And they would take us on a bus, and we'd go, like, basically all through the night doing random things. And one of the stops was we went to, I'm pretty sure it was the Akron airport. I don't even know because he didn't tell us where we were going, <laughs> but, uh, we made, we all like a big group of probably about 50 college students. We all made signs and we went to the airport and we're just cheering people on, welcoming them, welcoming them home as they were coming down the escalator from getting off their flights. <laughs> and really nice, uh, actually. we just had random things on the signs, but people were, looked very confused. Uh, <laughs> But some people were running and cheering and we were high-fiving them. Uh, but the heartwarming story comes in, I guess, uh, we saw a family that was there waiting on someone. And then we saw a guy starting to walk by in a military uniform. And we're like, oh, we should all go to him, go to him. And we all started cheering him on. And uh, yeah. come to find out, uh, he was um, just coming home from deployment. And the, he thought that his family had orchestrated this whole event for him coming home, but they had no idea what was going on. Oh, man. <laughs> That's did, sweet. Did, did they never tell him that it was unrelated for your moonlight bus tour or whatever? Right. <laughs> I wish they hadn't, but I'm pretty sure we did. Oh, that well, was a good idea. Yeah, it's still a good idea. It's still a heartwarming thing to do. Thomas, you seem like a really good person. Like, <laughs> if I would have done it, I think it would have taken a dark twist at some point. But I'm glad it was you no that not me that came up and executed this idea. Oh yeah. All right. We'll move in uh, the segment along. Let's uh, let's do our our special game that you guys made. It is called the IMDb Easter Egg Hunt. Absolutely. And before we play the game, can we say something about the fact that we're not making fun of Easter? That Easter is a very honored an important and sacred holiday for our faith. I, I, I totally agree. And any anyone who's upset at the because this is an Easter egg hunt, the, the uh, theme game. But I will say for context, 
anyone who's mad at this, um, please direct your anger at Daz because he's <laughs> right. No, yesterday, yesterday it was it, during the day. I said, Daz, I got a very important project for you. I know we're on print. You know the magazine's going to print, but I need you to drop everything you're doing. I need you to think of a great ga- Easter themed game idea for the podcast. And boy, did he deliver! Daz, uh, why don't yeah. you tell them what you <laughs> came up with? Yeah, tell us the premise right. of this game. So here's here's the IMDb Easter egg hunt. So. We take a celebrity, a movie star that we all know and love, and we dive deep into their IMDb page, basically their TV and film resume, and we pick out the craziest Easter egg on their page. So the weirdest movie, the most random movie, whatever, and... For the contestants, we will pit that choice against a similar choice, and they have to guess which movie is or show one. is the real IMDb Easter okay. egg. There you go. Okay. And Without using our phones, I assume. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, pl- so playing uh, against Thomas, Tommy, I call him, uh, and this week will be our newest podcaster, Annie F. Downs. And currently undefeated against uh, listeners. That's true. That's right. Oh gosh. Not feeling confident. Not feeling confident. Uh, let's see. Uh, we'll let the visitors go first. So Thomas will go first. So take it away. All right, Thomas, here is your first question in the IMDB Easter egg hunt. <clears throat> you know him as the man who brought Jesus to the big screen in passion of the Christ, but which Shaquille O'Neal movie did Jim Caviezel also mm. appear in? Is it? Kazam or Blue Chips? Oh, Thomas, I'm I'm oh, assuming man. you're familiar with the Shaquille O'Neal catalog pretty intimately. Uh, well, I would say I would have seen them all, but I actually have seen probably none of them. That might be the Shaquille O'Neal uh, IMDb page. Has he been in more movies? Than yeah, yeah. I mean, oh. he, he was in. Uh, I mean, he was like that weird cop in in the uh, Grown Ups. Yeah, right? but the Grown Ups franchise. I actually. Didn't remember yeah. that. You remember, he had like yeah. he was like balding and whatever, and he oh, danced yeah, in the Sam and Blue Chips. Um, there's got to be giving Thomas th- way too much time to think. Th- there was, uh, the, you know, he starred in Shaq Fu the video game. I don't know if that counts as an IMDb credit. But, <laughs> anyway, uh, all right. So what's the answer? Shaq Fu. Thomas, uh, what do you I'm got? I'm gonna go with the Blue Chips one. That is correct. Uh, yes. Jim Caviezel appears as a bit part basketball player in Blue Chips no alongside Shaq. No way. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So Jim What's the year on that, Daz? That'd be 92. Blue Chips. Let me, let 91 me, or 92. Let me get you on the IMDb right here. Yeah. I, I saw it in the theater. 1994. Blue Chips. You saw it in the theater? Yeah, Cameron? I did. I would like to see Jim Caviezel and Shaq go one on one today. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus for Shaq. I, uh, yeah, I mean, Caviezel's in better shape. Well, you know, yeah. Shaq can still dunk. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, he doesn't have, he stands on his tippy he toes. Hasn't yeah. Any shorter. Yeah. He still yeah. does the, like the knees up to his chest kind of deal. Oh, really? I think it yeah. really takes it out of him, but yeah, uh, he can do it. That's funny. Get up there. All right. Annie's turn. I'm ready. All right. Annie, <clears throat> you know him best. As the father figure in the classic Christian coming of age show, McGee and Me, but which long running CBS crime series did Terry Bozeman also appear in? <laughs> Is it CSI? Or Nash Bridges. I'm just glad he had more of a career after McGee and me, to be honest with you. I think he's the only one who really used it as a launching pad. Because I, <laughs> yes, after we put this together, this game, I was like, I'm kind of curious, man. He's been on a lot of stuff. Good for Terry Bozeman. And like McGee and me really launched his career. So you know. that's funny. 
You know who didn't capitalize? McGee. That's He's right. done nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, he actually, he went to juvie uh, shortly after. Um, <laughs> developed a little bit of, a, uh, you know, you know, some problems. I and, feel like that's yeah. an SNL uh, TV found house uh, yeah, opportunity. Yeah, right yeah, 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 yeah. All right, what, what, um, okay, t- Daz, I'm going to go with CSI. That is also correct. Terry Bozeman appeared on CSI for a good long while. Isn't that right, Jesse? That's right. Uh, he was, I think he had like a, a 12 to 15 episode stint. So good. Like I said, good for. So Terry he didn't Bozeman. like just play a corpse or something. <laughs> oh, no. He was yeah. a character. <laughs> he was. <laughs> All right. All Round right. two. It's a hit, dead heat. One to one. Round, round two. This is going to be a little bit more challenging. Thomas, you All know right. him from the TV show Growing Pains and such faith-based classics as Fireproof and Saving Christmas, <laughs> but which ABC after-school special did Kirk Cameron also appear in? Is it Andrea's story, A Hitchhiking Tragedy, or, <laughs> or My Dad Can't Be Crazy, dot, 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 can he? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Well, both this sound riveting. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, oh, man. I'm going to go with uh, my dad can't be crazy, dot, dot, dot. Can, can he? he? Can he? Uh, <laughs> can he? That, Thomas, I'm sorry. That is incorrect. Uh, Kirk Cameron appeared no. in Andrea's story, a hitchhiking tragedy. Oh, yeah. I think my favorite part about this is, is like executives at ABC were like, they were like, hey, listen, we need to do, we need to tackle like a really important issue in our after school For, for the teens. Yeah, the for teens. For the teens. Like, they're like, well, NBC did drugs. Uh, CBS <laughs> did smoking. Uh, you know, what do we got? And one of them's like, I know. We need to warn them about the dangers of hitchhiking with mm-hmm. Andrea's story. It's like, <laughs> why was hitchhiking ever that big a problem that it warranted an after-school special? <laughs> I mean, much less one starring Kirk Cameron. I have to see this film now, by the way. I've yeah, where can it. you see old after-school Surely specials? Surely that stuff's on YouTube, right? I, oh, I'm sure, Probably, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's where it goes to live. Okay. As long as it's somewhere, because I mean, obviously all old shows and stuff, you know, they kind of, there's ways to find them, but like these, these types of gems. Yeah. yeah probably yeah, YouTube. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Annie F downs. You ready for round two? I am so ready to ask. I've right. missed you, Daz. Uh, I missed you. Thank you for saying that. Wow. <clears throat> but you know her primarily above all other things from her roles in Dream Girls and Austin Powers Gold Member. But which bizarrely titled children's TV show did Beyonce also appear in? Oh, is be- it oh, that Beyonce? Is it <laughs> the one that someone bit in the face? Is it HR Puffin Stuff or Wow Wow Wubsy? <laughs> What? <laughs> Two real things. Yeah, they are real. Yeah. yeah. I'm going HR Puffin stuff. Ah, that is also incorrect. It is oh. Wow Wow Wubsy. Beyonce lent her voice acting talents to that cartoon show. Wow. Oh, okay. I, I have a small uh I'm gonna throw a flag here. Oh because you said she starred in it and I knew Wow Wow Wubsy was a cartoon. Well, she appeared in it. Appeared. Yeah. It's, a, it's an appearance yes, so on the it's, it's, Easter egg. Saying, it's an Easter egg. Little Voice yeah. actors right. uh, can star. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, I went with HR Puff and stuff because it was real people. Okay. The stakes well, are was, very high. That was so your mistake. I, yeah. That, yeah. That was yeah, that, your I still error. Lose. Thomas, I'm not trying to cheat, buddy. I'm just trying to throw a flag. 
All right, one, one, uh, round sure. three, still a dead heat, 1-1. One, one. All right, it is 1-1 one, one going into the back half of the IMDb Easter egg hunt. Thomas, <laughs> <clears throat> you know him from award-winning roles like Gandhi and Schindler's List, but which vampire-centric action movie did Ben Kingsley also appear in? Is it A, Blood Rain, or B, Underworld? I man, I feel like I've seen Underworld at some point and I do not remember that at all. So I'm going to go with Blood Rain. Your memory serves you correctly. Wow. Ben Blood Kingsley Rain. appears Sir in Blood ben, Rain. Sir Ben Kingsley. Blood yeah. Rain. Guys won an Oscar. Uh, Blood Rain. Uh, two, uh, Annie's turn to uh, try and tie it up. All right, Annie, here you go. <clears throat> okay. You know him best as the biggest snub in the Marvel Universe, Bible Man. But which classic <laughs> Lifetime movie? Which classic Lifetime movie did Willie Ames also appear in? Is it A, Harvest Moon, or B, A Little Thing Called Murder? <laughs> And they're lifetime movies? Yes, these are come on, classic lifetime movies. Can Harvest I say that Harvest Moon is about a city woman who travels to the country to fix up a struggling pumpkin farm? Like, that is yeah, the yeah, greatest yeah. idea like for it. a lifetime movie. It was great. Did she find love on the way? Uh, that would be I, a Hallmark movie. Oh, okay, yeah. so I'm going to go with the other one. I'm not going to go with Harvest Moon. I'm going to go with the other one. Uh, man, your instincts served you incorrectly this time. It was oh, Harvest oh. Moon. Willie Ames appears in Harvest Moon. Was he a scarecrow? In the harvest field. <laughs> okay. no, he was actually Bible man. He made a, he made a camera. Guest appearance. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a, All right. A huge crossover event this week on Lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fourth round. Final round. Final round. Two to one. Final so round. <clears throat> Thomas. If he gets this, he clinches. Thomas, if you get this, you clinch. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. I'm scared. You know him best as the crackdown law enforcer in movies like Point Break and Lethal Weapon. But which straight-to-DVD horror movie did Gary Busey also appear in? Is it A, The Ventriloquist, or B, <laughs> The Ginger Dead Man? <laughs> oh, so uh, can I say either man. of those could it. be documentaries about, about Gary Busey, and it wouldn't shock me. Like, I... I <laughs> I have a feeling that going deep into Gary Busey's uh, uh, IMDb page was was quite illuminating. Dude, I, like, I was sucked uh, yeah, in yeah. for a solid. Can I just say minutes. he is prolific? He's still making like twenty five movies a year. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh, is he? Yeah, yeah. he's prolific. Yeah. It is, it is on ev in everything. It is a lot of scrolling. That's a good point, uh, Thomas. All right, but Thomas, you've got uh, the ventriloquist alongside the ginger dead man, which stars Gary Busey. Well, I appreciate the ginger dead man, but I think I'm going to go with the ventriloquist. Ah, uh, my guy, you should have gone with the fun one. It is the really? ginger dead man. <laughs> yes. I was, I, was, I was hoping for him, his sake, but guess not. Yes. D um, Daz, can I, I, I know this is your game and you've done a fantastic job, but I ha can I add one to the mix that I thought that I came across later? Oh, absolutely. Go for it. Okay, I, I just I, I feel like we have to do it because I noticed he wasn't on the list, and because of all he's given us in the podcast, I feel like I got to do one if you don't mind. Not at all. Go go right ahead. Okay, a Annie, is is it Annie's turn? It is. Yes, Annie. Annie, you are down two to one, so this is your chance to tie. 
All right, don't bring it up, Daz. <laughs> Nick, th- it's Nicolas Cage, and I want to know. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> it had to be Nicolas Cage, right? Like uh, for sure, the the man behind the marathon. Which one of these is, is is the real one? Vengeance, a love story, or love, a vengeance story? Ah, <gasps> really? <laughs> vengeance, a love story, love, a vengeance story. One of those is, is one real. a sequel and, or prequel or something? <laughs> yeah. What if the answer is both? Um, <laughs> the writer in me says, okay, well, I'm going to process this out loud with you guys. The writer in me says, vengeance, a love story. Mm. The Nicholas cage fan in me says, love a vengeance story. <laughs> and I am going to go with, um, love a vengeance story. Sorry, you're incorrect. It's vengeance of love story. <laughs> hey, Dad, why don't we have Thomas me. just do a winner take all? Like, like you know, I, he's clearly won. But why don't we have him do a winner take all, do or die with your last one on the list here? Okay, if we, you get it, you win, right. Thomas. If 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 you if you don't, it's Annie's. What do you say? All right, I'm up for it. All right, all right. <clears throat> here we go, Thomas. The final winner take all IMDb Easter egg hunt. You know her best as Trinity Trisk in the pure flick soap opera Hilton Head Island. But which C-list genre film did Christina Collard also appear in? Is it A, Cult of the Vampire, or B, Silent Night, Deadly Night? And I will say, Thomas, on this one, if you would like the IMDb synopsis, we will give it to you. All right. Uh, I'll go with it. Okay. Cult of the Vampire stars Xandra, a rebellious vampire, sets out on her own in pursuit of love and rock and roll, but there's no escape from the long arms of the coven. (laughs) 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 I I broke on that one. Um, And then (laughs) Silent Night, Deadly Night. After her parents are murdered... A tormented teenager goes on a murderous rampage dressed as Santa. So, Christina Collard, Cult of the Vampire, or Silent Night, Deadly Night? Well, considering she's in a pure fl- uh, flicks uh, show now, I'm going to assume that they read the title wrong when looking at her past uh, movies <laughs> and went with the Silent Night, Deadly Night. No, it's Colts of the Vampire! No, no, Thomas. Annie F. Downs still undefeated in the podcast. In the strangest way possible, that is true. I'm sorry, Thomas. Oh, Annie. Okay, well, that'll do it for uh, the debut edition of the IMDb Easter Egg Hunt. Thanks for joining us, Thomas. Thanks for having me, guys. Stay tuned up next. Your feedback. Listening to U.S. Girls, all of them. It's a very large choir. Uh, the song is Rosebud. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Last week, we asked you for your best or funniest or craziest Christian college story. Uh, wow. <laughs> I, I mean, wow. We, I think we all went to the same college uh, because everybody went to Christian college, had pretty much the same experiences, all crazy. You guys hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. You guys uh, posted your longer ones on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Here are a few of our favorites. 
Uh, okay, so this one <laughs> is from Ryan George. Uh, man, this I don't know what school this was. He didn't say, but um, he it's he all he said was a fundamentalist college. Uh, he said him and his fiance. He was so he's engaged at the time. He's a college student. He's engaged. They uh, she had a rough day. Uh, he reached over and rubbed her back between her shoulders, like he says, like a parent uh, to a sad little leaguer would do on a bench after a loss. Uh-huh. He said we were sitting on a short wall that functioned as a garden bench surrounded by bush and trees i didn't think anyone could see my quote immoral act a single woman walked over from 50 yards away and requested our student ids and told us i kid you not we that we should be saving ourselves until marriage um (laughs) they were (laughs) you know you gotta you know that those wedding night back rubs everyone looks forward to um (laughs) we we were then put on what was called socialed it's a for for two weeks that means they were not allowed to speak to anyone of the opposite gender not allowed to share a dining hall table with someone of the opposite gender and uh not allowed to explain to someone why we couldn't speak to them or why you just got up and left the table That's oh insane man to me i i i'm kind of glad he didn't you know name the school because i would have had to relentlessly uh i would i would have gone down a rabbit hole of researching more insanity from that school but ryan i'm glad you made it out and uh i hope uh things are going well with your fiance now and you're enjoying those shoulder rubs uh, <laughs> yeah. like every healthy marriage does that type of punishment sounds like it came straight out of a dystopian novel or something like that right yeah. Okay, so listen to this one, Andre. This is also, this is Jeff Henderson, also from a fundamentalist college. So I wonder if he and Ryan went to the same school. (laughs) No talking to the opposite sex except during social hour. There, you always had to wear a shirt and a tie, which I I know a lot of Christian schools make you. Did you have to dress like that, Jesse? Did you have to dress right at RU? Uh, For a little while, but then they ditched that rule. um, Yeah. Just because people found weird loopholes in it. It, What? Like what? Yeah, so like so like the dress code. So when I first got there, they had a dress code where it was so dumb. Guys had to because I you know the school ORU was founded like in the sixties, right? And so ORU like the dress code hadn't changed since like the sixties. So you could wear jeans, but for a brief time when I first got there, you had to wear a tie. So we people would just wear like like they would make a dicky, like cut off a oh, yeah. dress shirt under and put a tie on it underneath like a t-shirt so if you wait it was like the weirdest fashion ever so you're wearing like <laughs> jeans a t-shirt with a tie under the t-shirt yeah, and they just realize like this looks worse than people just wearing jeans and t-shirts <laughs> so there, we're just like gonna do it facial hair rule too like mutton chops yeah were you good, couldn't but... have you couldn't have facial hair but you could have a mustache yeah. and so of course it's like the military Everybody. it was mustache or nothing so there's a lot of mustaches walking oh I'm sure <laughs> um, okay so the other thing that stands out to me about Jeff Henderson's I thought was fascinating is there were no pillow fights allowed (laughs) he said i had an ra run from the dorm across the road run down three flights of stairs cross the road and up four flights in order to bust me for hitting my roommate with a pillow he was apparently watching out the window and he had to stand before the disciplinary committee for the sinful act how is a pillow (laughs) fight with your roommate a sinful act i i don't know that (laughs) that is insane 
Uh, I like this one from Joe. Joe went to a strict King James only Southern Baptist K through 12 school. Oh my gosh. <laughs> a King James only. Uh, and in sixth grade, his parents threw him a quote unquote mixed birthday party. I'm assuming that means people from like who, I don't know why you would need to make that distinction. Yeah. Like, oh, are we having people from both genders? <laughs> are we treating people equally at this sixth grade birthday party? <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> the issue is that my birthday is in the summer and it was a pool party. Uh oh, here we go. That's why they uh, some of the parents mixed. that came made their kids wear large t shirts all day. Oh, for sure. Um, King James only, of course. Uh, I remember that verse. Uh, Thou shouteth weareth a large tie-dyed Bugs Bunny shirt in the pool. Uh, my parents were reprimanded by the school leadership, even though it was on summer vacation and at our own house. Oh, my gosh. Uh, in rebellion. Uh, um it became a staple event ever since they moved away. So, okay, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Well, earlier on the show, Annie brought us the hard hitting news <laughs> about Uber drivers. Basically, Michael Scott prophesied <laughs> that uh, GPSs would start sending cars into places they shouldn't go. Uh, yeah, the Uber going down the stairs. It got us thinking. We want to know for this week's question of the week your craziest, worst, or most memorable. Uber story or, or ride sharing, I guess. It doesn't have to just be Uber. I mean, they're not sponsoring it. It could be Lyft. Could be one of those startup ones. Yeah, it could be that those weird ones in cities that don't have Uber and they have like the city ones, but they also <laughs> are kind of driving for Uber. It doesn't matter. Yeah. We want to hear if, you're, if you paid somebody stories. to take you somewhere in a vehicle and it was weird. We want to hear about it. I'm conflicted every time I get in the back seat. Like I <laughs> always not. feel like it's no, no, weird. No, no, no. It's weird that I'm back. No, here. no, 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 no. It's weird no. either way. It's weird either way. No, no, it's weird if he tries to talk to you. I'm sorry. I, I, I always, I we both always know talk. what we signed up for here. Just I know. Hey, hey listen, I know what the transaction is supposed to be. I understand the arrangement. It's too weird just to sit in silence in someone like I could reach out. Where else in life are you where you reach out and just grab someone by the shoulder for like an extended period of time, but don't say a word? I got to talk. I got to talk. <laughs> I talk to Uber drivers all the time, but I want to hear what listeners have to say. Yeah. Hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, or you can post your longer replies on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Well, on that note, we'll wrap things up. Um, many thanks to our show's sponsors for making the episode possible. Uh, thanks to BrightPeak. Remember, you can sign up for your Hack Your Debt Challenge at brightpeak.com slash hackyourdebt. Thanks also to Away. For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash relevant and use promo code relevant during checkout. And also thanks to Squarespace. Start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter offer code relevant to get 10% off your first purchase. Look at that. You're getting out of debt. You're traveling the world, building websites. Yeah. Living in your best life. Also, thanks to our guest this week. You know, sometimes, a lot of times, most times, we have two major guests, kind of co-headliners. You know, they could both carry a show, but for variety, you know, you kind of want to have a wide spectrum. When John Legend is your guest, you just double down. Yeah. It's just John Legend. Yeah. So yeah, thanks to John exactly. Legend for joining us. Make sure to check out his performance this Sunday on NBC as he goes for the EGOT. Rooting mm -hmm. him on. Um, hey, uh, the new issue of Relevant, we're working on it, uh, the May issue. I, I'm so excited about the cover and how it's coming together. Uh, go uh, subscribe today. Head, yes. head over to relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe. Uh, if you subscribe now, you'll get it in time for the May issue to hit your mailbox. The, our current issue, it's our 15 year anniversary issue. Um, it's, it, it's a, it's a great one. So don't, don't miss that. Relevantmagazine.com. Go check out the magazine. 
Um, hey, uh, a little housekeeping note for Relevant Podcast Network. You can check out the new shows from RPN. The new season of The New Activist just dropped. The new show, uh, The Faith Angle with Kirsten mm-hmm. Powers and Jonathan Merritt talking about the intersection of politics and faith. And also, as you uh, heard at the beginning of the show, The Love and Money uh, podcast, which is out now. They're all fantastic. We have some fun new shows in the works as well. Stay tuned for more coming from Relevant Podcast Network and go uh, onto iTunes and subscribe to all those shows. Okay. Well, on that note, we will wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Andre Henry. I'm Chandler Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Annie F. Downs. We'll see you next week. For listening to the relevant podcast if you like what you heard be sure to leave us a review on itunes check out other shows from the relevant podcast network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com and while you're there browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store make sure to subscribe to relevant magazine info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe A lot of people don't know this, but if you jump kick somebody, it's legally not assault. Relevant Podcast Network.